Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jay Jeremo of Hey Honey. Jay, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before I jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Jay so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Jay is a producer and distributor of both Michigan Raw custom flavored honey, as well as specialty mono and polyfloral honey from around the world. His goal is to offer the widest and most diverse selection of pure, unadulterated, farm-produced honey direct to consumers. Their current product lines are represented by specialty apiaries in Michigan, Italy, and Hawaii. And he also runs a blog dedicated to honey-based garment recipes and specialty apiaries around the world. Jay, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it. So to, to kick everything off, I wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit, hear how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story and tell us a little bit about what you got, what led you to get started with your business? Well, I guess to give, I don't want this to go on because I can have a tendency to kind of run out the mouth. I used to work in advertising and print media. And when the crash of 08 happened, employment was it was on and off for a couple of years. And I eventually ended up getting a job in options with a bank in Michigan. So I moved back to Michigan. I'm from here. And after about a year, I had vacation time. And I took a drive around the state and stopped in to see a cousin of mine where we had uh, spent time as kids up on a farm uh, a couple hours north of me. This cousin was maybe four family members who raise honeybees and honey for wholesale and uh, direct to sale. And he had gotten married uh, a few years prior and they had started creating, they created a couple of specialty flavors for different food pairings. And we worked out an arrangement where I'd underwrite some hives and he'd teach me a bit about beekeeping. I'd work on raising my own stock. I did that down closer to me as well. And then just uh, helped with bottling and uh, eventual distribution in my local area. And that grew for a number of years. I parted ways with my family and underwrote my own hives and set up my own hive yards. Started raising my own product. And then at a lot of my markets, I had people inquiring about specific flower types, honey from specific flowers from different parts of the world. So I, you know, I was an LLC at this point, so it becomes a write-off. So I started flying around the world and finding people who have great product, great honey product, but not maybe they're not necessarily great at distributing it outside of their locale. So I started building relationships with those beekeepers and with import-export groups bring it over here and build the website and just in short, open up the market to, you know, people who are honey fans to different products that they don't have, they're not, they don't readily have access to. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty much the long and short of it. So nice. half my time is spent with raising colonies and then the extraction port portions pretty quick and then or relatively quick. And then 
just bottling and taking it to markets really the that's all the heavy lifting yeah no i absolutely like that and, and i was going to ask you uh for what i call your secret sauce and that's what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you neat do you feel like your ability i i at least for when i see and i wonder if this is what you would consider that ability to create that experience to see those connections that you just made like being able to understand that it's not just about i guess the the different tastes that are in it, but how it can be applicable to whatever somebody's cooking. Do you feel like being able to make those connections is what you feel kind of sets you, you or your business apart? I have this innate fear of like talking about myself in a, like a self-congratulatory tone because I just feel like the universe is like, they don't want that. Like if I'm like, I'm so much different, so much better. It's like the universe is going to go <laughs> knock it off. I mean, there's other people who do what I do. They probably don't do it the way I do it. Like, when I started doing honey, that was the first job I had in 38 years that I like. I'd read about people who'd started companies, and it wasn't really a money thing. I mean, it was, but it was more like I couldn't wait to get up and do that my thing. And when I go to market, especially in the summer, so, you know, COVID's kind of ruining it, but people come out, you get to interact it's a loose atmosphere. Like all my other jobs, I worked in an office. I wore a tie. It was absolutely soul killing. And I liked this job because it, not even it, I wouldn't say it allowed me to be myself. I just did it by default. And then I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'll, I'll, I'm not everybody's particular brand of eye. But the people who, because I speak very, very frankly, and there's, there's a chunk of the population that are honey eaters, and they love that. And they come to me religiously. And those are the customers I want. And I serve them just on a, a direct basis at my local markets. But I know that they exist outside of Southeast Michigan. I know they're all over the place. And the purpose of the blog was to kind of figure out how to make this business more, like, not so anchored to where I'm at. I mean, I love all my customers and I love servicing them, but like, I don't like, I think the whole, I guess if I were to say, what's my vision or what, like, why I do it like this, it's to find different avenues to do it more effectively. I, I like, because right, ultimately my body's going to break down. I can't be like lugging hunting around forever, but I would like to be able to offer the same kind of service in the most efficient manner possible. Right now, I'm doing a lot. Of the whole, I'm doing the bulk of the work myself. I definitely appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and sure, I wanted to ahead. ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I'll tell you what's something that will make people more effective, but I suck at implementing it. Mm -hmm. Is figuring out. I hate saying it like this, but kind of how to get out of your own way and how to not take on all the responsibility like when you can figure out how to offload things that you're not good at like i'm great at like, oh great i'm i'm pretty good at selling honey and talking with people and getting them to try things and making people laugh that's what I, that's my thing the actual production and you know rearing queens and all, like i'm all right at it but like anything has to do with technical components to the website that can make a blog entry, but maintenance of that kind of thing, or you mentioned scaling up a business. I, I would either need to have partners 
or strategic partners, people that I can work with. And, you know, there's, there's a balance there where our companies are not necessarily intertwined or you have to hire appropriately. And that's, I mean, every CEO will tell you that's anybody, any CEO tells you that hiring isn't a challenge line. That's just not true. Like finding people who are really, really dependable and good at what you need them to do. They don't stay employees for very long. They figure it out and they're like, I'll just do this on my own. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I kind of sidestepped your question there. A hack? I mean, I feel like you I did. Real hard. I, I try real hard not to take on activities that are part of the business that I know are going to slow me down and are not necessarily revenue generating. Yeah. And I, I think the website's the best the best portion of that. I went through three designs before I found somebody and I was like, well, I have very little money for you. I mean, it all goes back into production. Uh, but he just happened to be a great guy. And it turned out to be a, a really wonderful friend. I got my guy, John. And he, he basically built the thing in like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And some people may say, well, you know, it kind of looks like it. But it does what it needs to do. I, I retain customers over it and uh, I can add content. So I, I think that's the hack is being really selective with who you work with. Yeah, I and think that's. Like, I'm, not, I'm not in any hurry. I had a lot of web designers come to me and be like, "Hey, would you do this and that?" Like, I'll know it. You'll you'll know. It. I think here's the hack: really trusting like what's in here, what's in your gut. That's hard for most people, yeah. and I get irritated easily when mm -hmm. if somebody does it. If I don't have a complete vibe of genuine behavior i don't want anything to do with the person i'm talking and i i cast them off right away and that keeps my social circle relatively small and the people i work with even smaller but they're, they're the best relationships i have like all the markets that i work at all the market masters the people who run them they tell me about events all the time they're, they're my best avenues for they are my conduit to uh customers i don't i don't need advertising because of them right no, I, I love those. I think those are all quality hacks. And, and so you might have already answered this, but I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell yourself if you were to hop into a time machine. Okay. Actually, I, I do have this. If you've ever seen, have you seen that uh, new Michael Keaton movie that came out about Ray Kroc, the founder? About the guy? On uh, Netflix? Yes. <laughs> so he's a pretty controversial figure for what McDonald's is. But he has a couple of tenants for how he got the company going. That And this isn't rocket science that I'm going to deliver to anybody here. But it's really, really true. Is persistence is so much more valuable and important than product, deliverable, strategy, or you know, business plan. Just when you keep hammering at something, it's, it's like the law of attrition. You know, if you work on something long enough, you're going to bang through. And I was lucky in that, you know, a lot of people like honey, but I would have fallen by the wayside in all of my markets if I didn't show up rain or shine to every time. And like, I go. I mean, it, it's my job now. I got to be there. But anybody who's thinking about starting something, or building something and it's not where you want it. I'm not where I want to be. Like, I'd love to have like birth bees money, but it's 
you know, instead of getting there in seven or 10 years the way they did, it's going to take me a lot longer. But I've seen steady growth since I started this. And the only reason I've seen it is because I just pretty, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think I'm pretty dependable in terms of I say I'm going to do something. Yeah. It, it sounds real easy, but these kids today, you know, they don't <laughs> get off my lawn, get off my lawn. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's so funny because I don't know if there was something, uh, it wasn't about consistency, but it, it was right in line. I think lockstep was a grit, how grit is a really big determinant of success. And it's not so much that you figure it out on day one it's that you figure out it on day 1000, a lot of the times and you're just going and doing it and doing it over and over again, but you have the will and the desire to continue to consistently chop at the tree and get to, to where you want to be. So I think that's a, a phenomenal nugget. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Jay, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think it's kind of like that becomes like a grandiose title that people like, I, I don't wear a three piece suit. I don't have a super nice office with a glass. I don't have any of that stuff. To me, it just means like, I, I can use profanity a lot, so I'm not going to try not to. It's just, uh, I, I don't take crap off of anybody. And that's, to me, that's the best part. Jay, truly appreciate that. Appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was passion the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're doing. Wow. I don't really have any book recommendations, but welcome new customers. If you want, want to try something, you can visit me at... Uh, www.heyhoney.biz and that's h-e-y honey there's a there's another company company of a similar name but they're a cosmetics company that's not me mm -hmm. on instagram at j hey honey j-a-y hey honey i have some other ones but i don't, I don't use them uh, those are, those are probably the best ones and yeah please please folks out there keep cooking keep eating you know that's what butters our bread Absolutely. And uh, we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes. So you may not have a book recommendation, but going to your blog is definitely one of them. So yeah, I do have a recommendation. Go for I it. I do have a, I take that back. Uh, I have another business and this isn't to promote the business, but it's kind of to underscore what we talked about persistence. I have a little hot dog cart through last stand. And I, the reason I got into that is I read this book, uh, hot dogs saved my life. And it was just about starting a little shop on your own and like what the mechanics of building like a hot dog cart look like but kind of the the undercurrent within that book is it's really important this applies to anything any any venture you start again going back to what we talked about earlier persistence is you got to keep plugging away because the first first place you plant your flag may not be the place that you know brings you all the riches you gotta you gotta keep hunting and pecking and looking around for opportunities. So that's my recommendation. Okay. No, I appreciate that. and definitely like that recommendation. So we will have that in the show notes as well as with everything else. So Jay, truly appreciate you again, my friend. And I hope you have a great rest. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating.
Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.